0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the OTB Off the Bench Sports Podcast, Episode 1. This podcast is for the sports fans that know their stuff, but more importantly, want to know more. I'm your host, Owen Taylor, and let's get right into it. Episode 1, we're diving straight into our one big question that we're doing this episode. Where will James Harden get traded to? And which team should James Harden get traded to? Two wildly different questions that are answered completely differently as well. So let's look at the where will James Harden get traded to first. I think the more interesting of the two questions. It is one question. I know some people are gonna say, well, that's two questions. It's one question, it's a two-parter. So where will James Harden get traded to? James Harden has a lot of teams on his list. A lot of teams that are neat. He, he isn't going to get traded to. That's what I'm trying to say. He's not going to get traded to a lot of the teams on his list. He's not going to get traded to the Heat. They're already out. He's not going to get traded to the Lakers. He's not going to get traded to the Clippers. He's not going to get traded to the Nets, which leaves kind of four teams-ish. It leaves him about four teams, and those four teams are the Philadelphia 76ers, the Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics, and the Portland Trailblazers. And those are the four teams that he's likely to get traded to if he's traded at all. And we'll get to that a little later. So let's start with the Philadelphia 76ers. So how likely is it that James Harden gets traded to the Sixers? Unlikely. I think that it is one of the less likely teams of these four that he gets traded to, mostly because it's not a good fit and it doesn't fit with what the team's been doing in its history. So first, let's look at the fit itself. What if James Harden was on the Sixers? Well, you have to look at who the Sixers would give up. Sixers would likely give up Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, maybe another piece, and one or two first-round draft picks. So they give up Ben Simmons. They give up Tobias Harris. Those would be the two big losses. Tobias Harris just won NBA Player of the Week. So that's like 23 points per game that they're losing. And they give up Ben Simmons, which is about 17 points, but anywhere from 9 to 10 assists. James Harden brings in 30-plus points, which is good, but what about the assist numbers? What about the team leading numbers? What about the efficiency numbers? I don't I don't think it's a good fit for the team. I don't think James Harden and Embiid work very well together. Embiid is a very low-post player. That's, that's what he's good at. He's good at low-post. He's good at fade. He's good at the hook shot, he's good at driving inside, James Harden plays a lot faster than that, he plays more iso ball, he more relies on his centers to be there if he drives inside and the help defense comes off of him, that's an easy dish, that's an easy assist for him, Joel Embiid doesn't play like that, Joel Embiid lights a point guard that runs plays, high pick and roll, James Harden runs a lot of pick and roll, but he's shooting off of a lot of those picks, he's not really rolling much with his point, with his centers, apologies, Look at what Clint Capella did on the Rockets. Obviously, Clint Capella isn't Joel Embiid, but Clint Capella wasn't putting up the best points numbers. He was putting up great rebound numbers. He's putting up great blocks numbers on the Rockets. Points, he was lacking. He doesn't have the shooting ability that Joel Embiid does, so more pick and fades are possible, but I can't see the two working well together. And if your two stars aren't working well together, I can't see that as a good fit. So now the second part of why I don't think he'll get traded to the Sixers, the team's history. I can't see the Sixers trading for James Harden because of what they did in the offseason. Look at the two major acquisitions they made in the offseason. Danny Green from the Lakers and Seth Curry from the Mavericks. They gave up Josh Richardson. They gave up their, one of their better defenders, one of their uh, more premier defenders. He's very good defensively, and he could grow into a really good player. Now, the issue with James Harden being on the team with Danny Green and Seth Curry is that Danny Green and Seth Curry aren't going to get their shots. The whole reason they got those guys was to build around Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons' lack of shooting ability really hurts the team, and if he can't shoot, you put players around him that can shoot. But if James Harden can shoot and he's replacing Ben Simmons, then the players around him that can shoot, they're going to get some shots. Eric Gordon gets some shots. But aside from maybe one or two, 30, maybe even 20, 20 to 30 point per games, they're not going to be shooting a whole lot. And that doesn't fit with what they did in the offseason. Maybe this offseason they'll be looking to trade for James Harden. But for this season, this regular season, I don't think the 76ers will be trading for uh, James Harden. It, I don't see it as likely. So let's look to team number two, the Denver Nuggets. I think the least likely team of the four to be trading for James Harden. Now with the Sixers trade, it was it's obvious that if the Sixers want James Harden, they have to get rid of Ben Simmons. With the Nuggets, it's also pretty obvious if the Nuggets want James Harden, they have to give up Michael Porter Jr. and a whole lot more. Michael Porter Jr., another player or two, probably two first round picks. I don't think it fits. I don't think it fits for kind of similar reasons. I think Jamal Murray already does a lot of what James Harden does. He doesn't do it as effectively. He doesn't put up 35 points a game, but he does very similar things. He shoots the ball when he has to, and he drives when he has to. He draws fouls really well, gets to the line, makes his three throws, and when his center needs to control the ball, he lets his center control the ball, something James Harden doesn't do as much. P.J. Tucker, their center, along with DeMarcus Cousins, He let P.J. Tucker last year play defense, and he let him shoot corner threes. Jamal Murray lets Jokic run the offense. Jamal Murray is most of the offense, but Jokic runs it, and I think that's something James Harden wouldn't do if he was on the Denver Nuggets. Also, Jamal Murray wouldn't be putting up 25 or 26 a game like he is right now. So I don't see him fitting on the roster. Now what they're giving up, also not good. You're giving up Michael Porter Jr. Now, Michael Porter Jr. only really played in the bubble. Played really well, but we don't know what he's going to do. What can he do? A lot or a little. There's really not much in between. I don't think Michael Porter Jr. will develop into a solid role player. I think he'll develop into a player that has one or two great seasons and falls off or becomes one of the NBA's top 15 guys. He'll be, an all, I think he could be a future all-NBA guy. Now, would you rather give up a guy who could have a future 25 to 30 point game or season, I mean, and multiple 25 to 30 point per game seasons or get a guy who's 31 years old? There's an argument he's passed his prime. He maybe is still an MVP candidate, comes over to the Nuggets and one year you maybe make it to the finals, but maybe you still can't because the team's not meshing well. You see kind of a Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid thing where everyone kind of wants the ball. It, it's. I don't think it's a good move. I think Denver needs to keep what they have. They have so much talent. They have so much potential on that team. RJ Hampton could be a stud. Gary Harris is still developing. That team needs to just stick with what they're doing, keep rolling with it. I don't think that's likely. Now, on to the most likely team. Of the four, of the Sixers, Denver... Celtics and the Blazers, I think the Blazers are the most likely team to trade for James Harden. So with the other two teams that I mentioned, there were pretty obvious ways to make that trade happen. With the Blazers, it's not as obvious. I think that people are wondering, Are they? would the Blazers give up McCollum? Would the Blazers give up Nurkic? I think they'd have to give up both. I think that they're not going to give up McCollum in their entire bench. They're not going to give up Nurkic in their entire bench. They're not going to give up Covington because the Rockets just got rid of him. They're going to have to get rid of McCollum, Nurkic, and maybe one first-rounder. Just two players, just one pick, but your second and your third best player. One of your, those players just had a monster game. C.J. McCollum's probably in his prime. Yusuf Nurkic maybe is a future all-star. He's in the West. It's a little tough. And you're giving up a future pick, which for the Blazers, let's be honest, isn't worth that much. They have kind of wasted some picks. So, I think James Harden goes to the Blazers. They give up Nurkic and McCollum, and they give up one, maybe two, first-round draft picks. And the salary cap, they'll add players in to work that out. I think James Harden and Damian Lillard is a likely scenario. I think that those two players, the two best scorers in the NBA, you heard that right, the two best scorers in the NBA together on a team is likely. I think the Blazers have been on the cusp of getting past the hump for so long. Last year, they had injuries. They only got the eighth seed. The year before... They were the three seed, and they didn't do too hot against the Warriors. The year before, rough season. Year before, rough season. Year before, all right season. I mean, they're, they need to make some move to make this team worth more than it has been lately. I don't think keeping this team is going to get you past the Lakers or the Clippers. Now, will James Harden get you past the Lakers or the Clippers? Probably not but it's worth taking the chance. You're losing a lot of your defense. You're losing a lot of your front court. You lose Yusuf Nurkic, one of your better defenders, not your best. You still have Covington. You put Ennis Cantor in, and you lose a lot of that big man defense. You don't really have anyone to guard Anthony Davis now in the playoffs, but maybe you can outscore Anthony Davis. It's They're taking a huge risk, but I think it's a risk that the Blazers need to take. I think it's a risk that the Blazers might take, it is the most likely scenario of these four teams. Now, on to the Celtics. Why did I say the Celtics for last? If I said the Blazers are most likely, why didn't I leave them for last? Because the Celtics are the most interesting. They're the strangest. You see, if Jalen Brown wasn't doing as well as he is, I would say the Celtics are the most likely team to get James Hart. I would say that the Celtics, if Jalen Brown wasn't performing as well as he is, would wait till Kemba Walker's healthy, trade Kemba Walker trade anyone that needs to fit in the salary cap, add a couple picks, and the Rockets get Kemba Walker and some picks, move John Wall to the two guard, and the Celtics get James Harden. Now they, Celtics might have a dynasty. And the Rockets have a future now because they would get a ton of picks from Celtics. Celtics are known to give up a ton of picks in trades. Kyrie Irving, there's, there's a lot of trades that they've done that haven't worked out. They would make this trade. But Jalen Brown is playing so well that the Rockets might be looking at him like they want him. What's the issue with that? Well, if the Rockets want Jalen Brown, the trade won't happen. I think Jalen Brown is one of the few guys that if the Rockets were like, hey, uh, James Harden for Jalen Brown and a couple picks, I don't think the Celtics would want to do that. First of all, the Celtics are really good at using draft picks. Drafted Jalen Brown, drafted Marcus Smart, drafted Jason Tatum. They make a lot of trades, but their picks are also pretty good. Another issue is that Jalen Brown could be the next big thing in the NBA. He's shown that he can put up 40 points a game. He's shown that he can keep an elite scorer from scoring 20 a game. He's the next big thing. I think he'll be a top three two-guard, for sure a top five two-guard, within the next five years. No question about it. But if the Rockets want him and the Celtics don't want to give him up, that trade never happens. I think if the Rockets see Jalen Brown, they're going to want it. They're not going to want Kemba Walker. They're going to want Jalen Brown, and the Celtics are going to offer Kemba Walker. Rockets say no. Trade doesn't happen. If Jalen Brown starts performing a little worse as the season goes on, maybe. If before the trade deadline, maybe this trade happens. It's a little more likely if Jalen Brown starts underperforming, but I can't see it happening. You asked me before the season, and this, was on his, and this was on James Harden's list. I would say Celtics. Celtics are the most likely team. Now that Jalen Brown's playing well, I can't see it happening. So, I alluded it to it earlier, but I actually think the most likely scenario for James Harden, and it's kind of basic, he doesn't get traded. I don't think James Harden will get traded because every party is asking for too much every party involved, the team that they trade James Harden to is going to ask for too much. They're going to ask for James Harden and another player, and the Rockets are going to ask to give up just James Harden and a team's future star, current star, and draft compensation. And James Harden only wants to go to teams that would have to give up too much to get him. He wants to go to Brooklyn, but Brooklyn says, we're not trading Kyrie or KD, and we can't see ourselves trading anyone else, especially now that Dinwiddie's hurt. I also don't think Brooklyn needs to trade for James Harden, so everyone's asking for too much. I don't think this trade happens unless James Harden expands his list on and on as the season goes on, in which case I think the most likely spot, if every team was available, would be Orlando. I think Orlando would be willing to trade Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, maybe Jonathan Isaac for James Harden. Actually, no, scratch that. It would still be the Magic, but it would be it would be Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, and Evan Fournier, plus two or three first-round draft picks for James Harden. The Rocket the Magic would absolutely do this. It would help the development of Jonathan Isaac as a defensive player. It would help the development of Cole Anthony as a future point guard. Markel Foltz was a former number one pick. People forget. He hasn't played like a number one pick, but he could. I think of every team, if every team was available, most likely team is Orlando. I don't think that's the best team. If every team was available, it would be Orlando. But which team would have the best season with James Harden? Which team could make it to the finals? And I wanted to pick one from each conference. So let's start with the Western Conference. Of all the teams in the Western Conference, which team has the most likely chance of making James of getting to the finals with James Harden? Obviously, you could say, oh, well, the Clippers, if they traded everyone, and they had Paul George, Kwai, and James Harden. That's not realistic. I'm talking about a po- actual legitimate possible trade that could happen in the Western Conference and get a team to the finals. I think that's with Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks. I think if Dallas traded maybe Jalen Brunson, Willie Cauley-Stein, Kristaps Porzingis, and two first-rounders for James Harden and anyone to fill out the salary, that trade is the most likely scenario in the West to get James Harden to the NBA finals, which is his goal. Would they win? Probably not, because if you lose Kristaps, you don't really have a guy now to defend someone like Giannis or to defend the elite forwards that are in the East. But if you look at all of James Harden's stats, if you look at every year, his points per game, his efficiency, his player efficiency rating, which is an advanced stat, it measures a lot. Um, if you look at all that, his best seasons are with top-level passers and top-level scorers, but the scorers can also pass. His best seasons were when Chris Paul was on his team and Russell Westbrook was on his team. Two guys that, they're not the best point guards, but they're some of the better passing point guards. Say what you will about Russell Westbrook and if he's a stat hog, or if Chris Paul didn't like playing with James Harden, James Harden put up great numbers with them because they're point guards that pass the ball really well. Luka Doncic, he wouldn't be a point guard. He would probably be the two. They'd have James Harden play the one. But Luka Doncic is one of the best passers in the NBA, and he can score the ball. I think he'll be better than a Chris Paul by the end of his career. I think he'll be in the race for MVP voting this year. And I think he has all the tools to have James Harden have his best season. He will also possibly have his best season, but that would be the best team if he went went there. They could outscore, I would say, all the teams in the West. They might not be able to play the defense, but they can outscore them. And that's what they need to rely on in the playoffs. Also have players like Josh Richardson step up on defense. But that is the best team in the West. Is that going to happen? Probably not. I can't see James Harden expanding his list all the way to Dallas, especially with how Dallas has kind of been a little shaky lately. Dwight Powell, uh, he may need to be involved, but I don't think the Mavericks want to give up Chris Tops and Dwight Powell and maybe even have to give up Collie Stein when they're already so thin in the front court. Is it likely? No. Is it the best? Yes. In the West. That rhymed. Now it's time for the East. This, I think, is the best team. I think there are two or three teams in the East that if James Harden were to get traded there, if the right trade was to happen, he could make the finals. I think the team that not only makes it to the finals, but could even win it, Atlanta. Atlanta's 3-2 and two right now. They're really good offensively. Defensively, they're still below average. But if you add James Harden to Trey Young, and you get rid of some of your current starters who may not be performing great defensively and have the guys on your bench step up, this team is a Finals contender. You trade their new draft pick, Onyeka. I'm calling him Onyeka O, because I don't really know how to pronounce his last name. John Collins, which he's great on offense, not great on defense. That would really help the Rockets in their future. Doesn't really help Atlanta, really. You give up either DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish, one of those two forwards. And you give up some picks. You definitely have to give up picks, at least two. Give up three players, two picks. You get James Harden. Anyone to fill out the cap? I think that's a win-win trade for both sides because not only do the Rockers, Rockers, the Rockets get some great players in their for their future. You get John Collins, who could be an elite uh, four. You get uh, DeAndre Hunter, or Cameron Reddish, who could be a future uh, all-defensive team, and you get uh, I don't know. Maybe you could. You get Onyeka for sure. They'd have to give up Onyeka, um, give the Rockets a much better defender because as good as Marcus Cousins is, he's not very fast. And maybe they'd have to give up Danilo Gallinari instead of Hunter or Reddish, now that I'm thinking about it. But even then, they'd do the trade. James Harden, what he does for Atlanta is... If you watch football, he does what Khalil Mack did for the Bears' defense. He changes the team dynamic completely. He changes the mindset of everyone because he, I think he'd be happier in Atlanta. Obviously, it's not the warmest weather, but I think he'd be happier there. I think the fans would like him more. I think he would change the mindset of a lot of the players. Maybe Trey Young doesn't put up all the points that he does, but he might play better defensively. You'd have players like Clint Capella wanting to play better defense. Clint Capella and James Harden have already played with each other. I think this trade gets Atlanta to the finals. I think they can beat the Bucks. They don't have that guy that can really guard Giannis super well. Clint Capella's done it in the past, so he hasn't done it super effectively, but I think he can do it. And you, I think you can beat uh, teams that are more ball movement oriented, like the Heat or the Raptors. I think, and the Raptors aren't even, maybe won't even make the playoffs. But I think. The Atlanta Hawks, if James Harden gets traded to the Atlanta Hawks, that team could make the NBA Finals. Will it happen? No. But should it happen? Yes. That's the that's that's the thing, is that the place players should always go is never the place they do always go. And I think James Harden's expectations are too unrealistic. I don't think his list will expand. I think he'll end up staying on the Rockets. Should go to Atlanta, he'll stay on the Rockets. That, that's that's the big game question. That That's what it is. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, and we'll do one small question, one small bite question. And on the theme of basketball, we'll have the question be, what is my favorite basketball moment? Of all time, as you can see, I'm a Heat fan. My favorite basketball moment of all time. Heat related, of course. Not only is it the Ray Allen shot in the finals, but it's the Chris Bosh block. A lot of people don't remember that block, but when that happened, I was going absolutely nuts. Um, it was insane. And then the Ray Allen shot was just, it, it I couldn't believe it. I was up, up in my chair. I was screaming. It was one of the best basketball moments of all time. NBA top 100 of the decade put the Ray Allen shot number one. The Heat, have had some great moments the bam out of bio block last year yeah there's there's been a lot of great moments in person moment my favorite ever unfortunately it goes against the heat but one of my first ever basketball games i was like nine years old maybe and the bulls versus the heat on the heats historic win streak I was there live we were in the nosebleeds and I was scared because I'm afraid of heights and I didn't want to be up that high and watching the game I had my little Dwayne Wade heat jersey on and the Bulls won and it was bittersweet because everyone was cheering for the Bulls I was cheering for the heat but you couldn't help but feel like it was such an awesome moment that it, it was so awesome to live in the Heat ended up winning the finals, so win-win. But it was such an awesome moment to live in, and the people around us were going crazy. It's, that's my favorite in-person moment, favorite watching moment, the Ray Allen shot. So that does it for Episode 1 of the Off the Bench OTB Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Taylor. Thank you so much for watching, and have a great day, sports fans.